0: Hey, welcome to the Christ Fellowship Podcast. This is Derek. Man, I've been loving this series that we're in, Hearing God, and today we're gonna wrap it up. And today's uh, special, you know, I think when we read the scriptures, we see that the early church oftentimes, as they gathered, there was teaching. But a lot of times when they gathered together, they would share testimony, testimony about what God was doing, how they saw God moving. And so today, we're gonna have four friends that are gonna share their various stories about how they've heard the Lord and how they've responded, which hopefully gives you some hope and some practical understanding of what it looks like to not only hear the Lord's voice, but to step in obedience to it. So I hope you're blessed today. Man, go ahead and grab your Bible, lean in, and let's have big ears as we listen to the Lord together. Let's just keep that heart heart of worship this morning. Let's just take a moment. You know, today we're wrapping up our 21-day fast with Hold to Behold. And uh, I hope it's been uh, encouraging to you. I I pray that you've maybe learned something about yourself, uh, maybe learned something about your family or your workplace, or hopefully at the core of it, you learned something about the Lord. And so I just want us to take a moment, and I just want us to take uh, a second to thank the Lord for whatever he showed you, whatever you learned. Uh, and if you're like, man, I'm new here. I know we got some visiting people. That's cool. Just, if you weren't part of the fast, just take a second and think, man, what, what did I learn this last couple weeks that I can give thanks for? Something happened that I learned, I grew. And so let's just corporately, let's just come together right now. Let's just lift up gratitude for what we've been sensing from the Lord, what we've been learning, what we've been hearing. And so Lord, I thank you personally. This is the word that I, I keep sensing over these 21 days that you waste nothing. The best days and the worst days, the victories and perceived defeats, that you don't waste any of it. And in your kingdom, it's all learning, it's all growing, it's all unto transformation. And so as we lift up this gratitude, we thank you that this community, we didn't do a fast to try to get your attention. We already know your eye is on your people. Not, we don't need to try to get your attention. I thank you that in this fast, we weren't trying to twist your arm to get you to do something we want you to do, because we actually believe that you actually know what's good and that we're learning to trust you and we're learning to yield to you. And I thank you that during this fast, we didn't have to try to impress you or to produce or to to do things for you to speak to us, but you actually say those that draw near to you, you draw near to them. And so we rest in those promises today as we close out this fast and we thank you for the ways that you've revealed yourself the way you've taught us things about ourselves, the way you're inviting us to to go forward after this so i bless this community we thank you father we thank you son we thank you holy spirit and everybody said Amen. amen amen go ahead and find a seat hey real quick um Kind of good tidbit. So just because the 21-day fast ended doesn't mean necessarily that you should go back to do the thing that was keeping you in bondage before. Ooh. Oh, somebody say, that's that's a mic drop right there, right? So if you're like sort of took away from something, if you abstain from something and you're like, man, I realized that thing was not helping me. It was not like honoring the Lord. Like, here's what your pastor says. You don't have to go back to do what you used to do, right? Right. Can we all just say that could be a good word for some of us, right? Um, Yeah, so today we're going to mix things up a little bit. You know, we're in this series, Hearing God, and um, it's been incredible. And I would encourage you, if you're new here, check out the Hearing God class. It kind of takes what we're doing this Sunday morning and goes down deep and really is um, more experiential. You'll be kind of in a space with smaller groups at tables, be able to discuss things. And so I would encourage you to, to do that. And during this season, this series, we've been really anchored in on this one passage from Jeremiah 33.3, 33.3, three, where he says, uh, the Lord says, call to me and I will answer you and I will tell you things unsearchable, things that you didn't even know. And so as a church, uh, we believe that God speaks. And here's the good news for all of us today. We don't just believe that God speaks to a pastor, right? I've said this before, but but communities, churches get really, really weird when the only person that can hear from the Lord is the person on the stage. Can we all say we don't want to be part of that, right? That's that's like the first step of being a cult. <laughs> and listen, we, we don't have it on our hopes and dreams to be a cult. Like, that's not what we want to be. We believe that God speaks to every single person, just like Scott said. And we as a church, we want to help you become more aware of that, to be more um, open to the fact that God may be speaking to you as you teach at your school, as you lead your business, as you're parenting your kids, that God is involved in all that. And as we think about that, we recognize that sometimes we hear a sermon and you're like, well, that's the pastor. Like, of course he hears from the Lord, or of course she hears from the Lord. And, and I hope that I hear from the Lord. I, I believe I do, but. But that separate piece that like that person's different because they're on a stage and I'm different because I'm down here. That, we don't believe that, right? Can we all say that that's not how our church rolls. Like that's not what we believe. And so what we wanted to do is, is as we start this year, we wanted a rhythm of changing things up a little bit. And having some people from our community share. Because as you study early church history, um, usually churches weren't in a bunch of rows watching a single person talk. They were gathered in houses. They were gathered around a fire, having conversation. And, and although some people would teach for sure, if people have that gift and they should be doing that, uh, a lot of their gatherings were conversations and sharing testimonies. And so as we started this year, we were praying, Lord, how do we, you know, we can't like light a fire in the middle and like everybody get around. That would be cool, not really safe. We'd probably get in trouble for that. But, uh, but what would it look like for us to begin to open up the table where we have some conversations, where you hear from people about, And how are they hearing from the Lord? Not just from a pastor or a person that's on staff, but what that looks like. And so today, we're going to venture into hear from some of my friends up here, um, some real ways, some real world ways where they've heard from the Lord and then stepped in obedience. And our prayer is that two things would happen today. First, you'd look at them and you'd hear their story like, wow, I think maybe I could do that. Secondly, today, they'd be like, wow. The way I thought God was like limited, wow, he speaks in so many more ways than that. So today we're trying to blow up the limitations that we put on God and for you to see, wow, if they can do it, maybe God wants to speak to me. And so I'm going to ask Pam, would you kick us off here, Pam, on sharing a story? Thanks.
1: Good morning. My name is Pam Fogle and my husband, Scott, and I have been attending Christ Fellowship for about 24 years we actually started when the church was on Donaldson, and so that's been a while. Um, he actually did announcements this morning, so good yes, job. Yes, <laughs> um, When Derek asked us about um, speaking this morning and um, talking about a time when God had um, spoke to us and how we responded, two things came to me pretty quickly. One was several years ago, and then one was more recent, so the one that was several years ago was i was going to the fort henry mall which i often do and i was <laughs> going to um, going to the mall to do a couple of things and i walked through the belk store in the at the bottom level and when i walked through there's the the women's department and as i was walking through there was an aisle and it had a rack of suits that were really pretty nice suits and so i stopped and just looked at them and i thought I heard something say, you should buy that. And I'm thinking, yes, I should. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Your servant is listening, Lord.
1: <laughs> so I stood there for just a few more minutes and I heard it again, you should buy that, but you should buy that for this particular person. And I'm thinking, well, I barely know that person. I mean, I know them, but I don't know them well enough to buy them a suit. I, would that be insulting? I don't know their size. I don't, you know. So anyway, I just went on out into the mall, Went to a couple stores, came back through. When I came back through, saw the suits again, thinking the same thing, you should buy this particular person this suit. I didn't. I left, went ahead, went home. All evening, I kept thinking, you should have bought that suit for this person. And I, again, thinking this is crazy. I don't know why I'm thinking this. So I went to bed. The next morning, I got up still thinking I should have bought that suit for that person, person or feeling like I should have. I just thought, I'm gonna call them. So I called her and I said, hey, my name is Pam Fogle. I mean, she knew me, but I said, this is Pam Fogle. I just wanted to tell you that I was in Belk yesterday and I sensed that or felt like God told me that I was supposed to buy you a suit. And so she sat there for just a few minutes, didn't say anything. Then she came back to the phone and I could tell she was a little choked up. And she said, well, what you don't know is we've been struggling just a little bit at home budget wise or financially. And she said, we have three children. They all um, are getting ready or went back to school. They all needed clothes, shoes, supplies. And she said, but I have desperately needed some clothes for my job. And she said, so um, I have been praying, Lord, if there's any way in our budget that you can see that we can have some, that I can have some new clothes for my work, please make it happen. Hmm, So I said, okay, what size do you need and what color do you want? (laughs) so, uh, so I bought her a suit and she was, you know, very thrilled to have new clothes for work. <laughs> that's
0: incredible. So how many of you think, This once again, this is interactive today, how many of you think like, wow, I could do that. Anybody else think that? Anybody besides me think, okay, if that was, I heard that right. Yeah. So, and I love this because at first you're like, that can't be the Lord. No. And some of you are like whispering to your wives, that's not the Lord, right? Don't buy this, right? <laughs> but here's the story. Like the Bible is filled with people who are like, that can't be God. what well, God's asked me to do. God can't be asking me to build an ark. It hasn't rained here for a long time, right? Like this is the story of humanity, and we have these big macro stories, but then like we're like, oh wait, this is like day to day, and so like it was a struggle for you, like, oh, should I or not? Like, and yeah, so just I was think- like
1: that's crazy. I've never, I mean, you know, I've never thought to buy something like that for someone before. I mean, yeah. I have in the past felt like, hey, buy the person's food book, you know, behind you at McDonald's or wherever you're at. Pals, and keep I've it done- local. Keep it local. Uh, <laughs> 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 Sorry, <laughs> or wherever, but you yeah. know, I've never thought I should. Buy a suit or something yeah. like that for somebody something that big,
0: whatever. And that so. impacted or encouraged her faith a ton, obviously, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. What's the second one?
1: So the second one is I work in Johnson City, so I drive there every morning, and on the way to uh, work, I usually pray and asking the Lord, you know, what do you want me to know about the day? If there's someone particular that you would bring to my mind that um, I should be praying for that day, hmm. and um, so I had I did that this particular day and. Later on in the day, I had thought about um, some friends of ours who had moved away, and we haven't seen them or hadn't seen them or talked to them in a while. And I thought, oh, I wonder how they're doing, if they're enjoying living there, things like that. And then a little bit later, I thought about them again, particularly about the husband, because I knew that they had moved there for a a new job. And... um, So even a little bit later, went home, saw two things on TV that reminded me of him. And I thought, well, I guess this is the person that you're supposed to be praying for today because he kept coming to my mind. And um, so I prayed for him, went to bed that night, woke up that next morning. And I felt like, well, you've prayed for him. Maybe you should call him or text him and let him know that you're praying for him because maybe there's something that he, he needs to know. So I have the text that I sent, if I can get it up here quick. And I said, Good morning. For some reason, the Lord keeps bringing you to my mind. I just want you to know that I have been praying for you. You're a great influence to those around you and wherever you may go, praying for peace in all things that you may encounter. Be humble, but be confident. I love you. And he sent me something back in about five minutes. And it says, Well, you just made me cry. Just so you know, I potentially have a big move coming up that would take us to Houston. It's been on my mind a lot, sometimes being very distracting. Thank you for the prayers and just reminding me that God is in control. Hmm.
0: See, that's a little step of faith, but a huge impact, right? Like we never want to downplay our little steps of obedience because it looks little to us. We never know what's on the other side of that, right? And so, man, we honor your faith. Can we just honor Pam real quick? Just thank you for sharing, Pam,
2: this morning. Good morning. My name is... My name is Scott Schrieffer. Uh, my wife, Naomi, and I have been here a year and a week. I've uh, been pastoring churches in Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee, and 15 months ago, the Lord led us to step out in faith. Uh, we did have a senior adult ministry, but now we're full-time missionaries to the senior adults and equipping them to live triumphantly in hmm. in Jesus Christ. And this morning, we had the privilege of hanging out with the worship team upstairs and in talking with John and Cody we were talking about living intentionally by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and like Jamie said this morning before she started singing she said Jesus said it's better that I go and he promised I will send and we know that everything with God he's not bound or limited by time or 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 by space And just like with an old friend or or even your spouse, you can carry on multiple conversations days, weeks upon end, and and even old friends that you haven't seen for a while and pick up where you left off. And that's the way our Heavenly Father does when He talks because He's always speaking, but we're not always listening. So I wanted to share this story specifically about how God's speaking in a thread is not limited by, by time or, or space. Sunday, the 31st of December, our worship time here was intercessory prayer. And we had four or five wonderful godly men and women up here leading us in intercessory prayer and the worship team. And I'm making notes as I do as, as God lays things on my heart or different things come to mind. And, and I laid my book down and, and we're worshiping and all of a sudden, Jennifer gets up, and Jennifer starts talking about taking back the territory from the enemy. And, and I'm writing down, and, and it says, Engage with God to take back that territory. And I'm sitting there, and I'm resting in. I'm thinking, this is awesome. It's Jennifer's voice, but I swear, God is, I mean, he's just right. He's putting his thumb right on it. In a little context, um, Stepping out as missionaries that earlier that day, uh, on a December, in, earlier in December, uh, we lost a huge chunk of our support. Now, God's faithful, He's providing in ways that would just absolutely blow your mind. But I grab my journal and I start writing down where I think I had left off on the morning of December 31st. And I'm writing, I get to the bottom of the page, and then it hits me. Hey, knucklehead, you're on the wrong page. I was on December the 6th. So the first thing I did, I got in my head the scarcity model. I'm like, I'm not good enough. How dumb can I be? And immediately lost the train of thought. (laughs) And then my instinct is, what am I going to do? I've got a business background. And like Derek talks about engineering, we've got to have things in order and neat. And I might rewrite notes four and five different times, (laughs) even an outline. So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, man, what am I going to do? Well, I turned back to December the 31st. Earlier, before Jennifer got up, Gina Hawkins prayed and I wrote down, the heart posture of thanksgiving enables us to find God even in the darkest of circumstances. Now, that's not a dark circumstance, but in the moment, I was pretty down on myself. And then I sensed the Lord saying, go back and read where you wrote that. So I turned back to December 6th in a prayer room Wednesday night here. Let not your heart be troubled. I've always been faithful. Rest in my presence and be aware of it. You are there. Now, God told the prophet, get up and go to a place where I will feed you. And there you will be fed and watered and sustained and nourished. When Naomi and I came here... We knew that we were there. So, again, not fully getting what God wanted to say to me. I said, yeah, yeah, I know. You're faithful. You'll provide. Everything's good. And then I heard, hey, knucklehead, read it again. And I read down through, and the notes I made on December 6th and the notes that I thought I made in air from December 31st on the exact same page was one continuous thread of a thought from God. See, he picks up and he, he'll he talk to us in conversations and he'll remind us of things that, that we just don't realize that that he's there. And uh, just one other thing is, you know, Jesus said, it's written. Now, we always think about, you know, bread alone and, and, and the written word, but he's talking every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. And, like we talked upstairs, and, and the pastor said earlier today, if we can be intentional on hanging on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Um, and I just, it, it's a blessing that, that, that I had the privilege of, of sharing that today. But where I thought I've really messed up and I missed the point, then I went back and I realized that there was absolutely no mistake. I thought I screwed up by writing it on the wrong page. But God had a deeper lesson for me than if it would have all been written on December 31st. I needed it written on December the 6th. That's beautiful, And man. we do serve a mighty God. Yeah, and that
0: reminds me, one thing, just as we're learning to hear the voice of God, you know, writing down what we sense God speaking is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Because on those days where, like, I can't remember, or, like, I'm doubting myself. I don't know if you guys have ever done that. Like, I doubt myself. I'm like, oh, what, man, what am I doing? If I go back and read what I sense the Lord saying, man, there's this, like you said, a thread that I'm like, wow, yes, and it builds up my faith, man, right? And so I would encourage you to to write down what you sense the Lord saying, and it helps us just fine-tune our ears to him. So can we give it up for Scott sharing this morning? Thank you, man.
3: Good morning. Good morning. Um, My name is Rachel Seifert and I am married to Matt and we have three kids that are 13, 10, and 5. And we actually moved here from Minnesota in August of this year, basically to be a part of this church. And as I've been thinking about that this morning, I've just been marveling like God, you are a God of magnificent detail. I said earlier, if I told the entire story about how God brought us here, we would be here till next Tuesday. So I'm not gonna do that to you. Um, But it's really amazing what he has done and it's kind of surreal. The story that I feel like the Lord laid on my heart for today actually took place when I was 23 years old. It was quite a while ago. Um, But I was working in Minneapolis for a large corporation. It was a very normal day, and it was the end of my workday. And I was heading down the elevators to go towards the parking garage that I was parked in. And as I was walking, out of nowhere, I hear the words, Call upon the name of the Lord. And so i stopped and i remember i'm like don't get this wrong rachel and so i said i call upon your name lord and i just kept walking and i was walking to the elevator i pressed the button and i wasn't real nervous or concerned at this point and then the elevator doors opened and i immediately got this strange sense of darkness and the elevator was actually really full at that point, and normally I would have been like, eh, I'll just wait for the next one, but for some reason I'm going to wiggle my way in here. Um, and so I'm on the elevator, and I'm really feeling something dark and strange, I feel like is going to happen. And so I grabbed my phone. It was a Motorola razor at the time. So that tells you a little bit of my age and it was pink.
0: Yes. <laughs> Remember those, the shiny pink ones? Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: And I clutched my keys and I'm thinking, okay, I just have to get to my car and get out of here. And one thing I had noticed while I was in the elevator, there was one guy that just kept looking at me. And I was like, oh, this feels weird. Um, and we get to the level where I'm parked and I walk out of the elevator. And of course that guy follows me out. And so I'm trying to walk to my car and he gets in front of me, he grabs my elbow and he gets like two centimeters from my face. He was so close. I can actually remember him breathing. Ugh. Um, But before I could even do anything, um, I hear a loud, booming voice behind me that just goes, hey, and the guy that was in my face, his eyes get enormous, and he just bolts. He runs in the other direction. And I turn around and I look at this very large man, and he was all about business. He was, you know, not making any jokes, and he goes, Where's your car? And I'm like, It's over here. And I kept saying, Thank you. And he was walking me to my car, and I said, thank you. And I get in and I leave. And for some reason that day, the line outside um, to get out of the parking ramp was really long. And I was like, I should pay for that guy's parking behind me. Um, But he never came. And um, so I've always thought that he's an angel, but you can, you can decide. Um, And what I love about that story is that God went before me and he told me what to ask for hmm. and he protected me and not only was he the god who speaks but he was also the god who sees
0: wow that's beautiful so real quick just for helpful context here because sometimes we hear that or even in the bible we hear that god speaks and we immediately think it's audible right like we so chalk it up well that was they heard god's of course they said yes right we always usually read that in so when you say you heard the voice of god says call upon the name of the lord was it like an audible voice like we're speaking or was it something else
3: it was more like an internal intercom. Okay. Um, so no one else heard it but me.
0: Okay. And then real quick, just give us one or two things like along the way where you guys were trying to figure out the Tennessee, was that scary at all for you? Like oh, where you definitely. felt like the Lord was saying, come here. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I probably asked the Lord a hundred times, are we supposed to go there? Are you sure? Are you sure? Um, And so often it was almost creepy, but my husband, Matt and I, we would be talking about something throughout our week faith-based. And then we would watch Christ Fellowship on Sunday and they'd be talking about that exact same thing. And this would happen probably at least 10 times. Um, And so just very subtle ways God kept revealing to us, nope, I want you to go.
0: Wow, that's so good. Can we give it up for Rachel for sharing this morning? Thank you, Rachel. Man, Jonathan, let's go. Hi, my name's
4: Jonathan Reed, and uh, uh, my wife Jody and I have been coming to Christ Fellowship since 2015. And i got to say this before we get started. I couldn't help but notice the, the strange looks from the young side of the room up front here when a Motorola Razor was missing. <laughs> and, uh, that's a like, flip phone that's what? not Google-owned. What is, owned? Yeah, what is, yeah. <laughs> what is this you're talking about? But anyway. Look it up on <laughs> Google later. <It's>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, I'm going to do a little shameless plug for hearing God because I've had the uh, honor of being a table leader for probably a couple years now. Hmm. And this, the cool story behind that is um, when I was initially asked to be a table leader at that, I was like, no, you got the wrong number. You're you're looking for Ray Hayes over here. That's <laughs> that's that's the guy that you. Know. I, was like, I can't I can't do that, you know. And you know, prayed about it and thought about it, and it's like, no, you need to get out of your comfort zone. You need to you need to do this. And it's like, all right, I'll do it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll, I'll do it. But man, it's been such a such a blessing. If you have a chance to sign up for that, it's it's good. So just just do it. Step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um. So Derek asked me to. You know, tell a story or two about uh, how I've heard God, and that's hard to narrow it down to just one or two. But uh, I thought of a a time where uh, I was at a gym working out, and it just—it was on a Sunday, and it was after a very—I mean, they're all good, but it's a good, good sermon. I think it was a Jamie Winship at the time, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're you're good too. I appreciate it. Inner healing later. Can you pray with me later, Jamie?
4: Man, I stepped in that one. Yeah, you did. You did.
0: That's all right. I forgive you right (laughs) now.
4: Moving on. Anyway, if you know me, I'm kind of a, I don't mind being alone and being by myself. I don't mind doing, I mean, my job at work. I'm kind of doing it on my own. And uh, when I go work out, I like to get in, get out. I'm very mission focused, like. Get your workout done and get out. So not really trying to talk to anybody. And uh that Sunday I was working out and it was just me and another lady in the gym and I'd spoken to her, you know, off and on, working out, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, nothing too in detail. But just the Holy Spirit was like was in the room and it was just it was heavy and I sensed that I could tell something was wrong. And I was like, God was was telling me, hey, you need to go talk to her. And I was like, no, I'm not I'm not doing that. And I kept working out and it's like, no, you, you need to you need to go talk to her. And it's once again, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. So I walk over there and I'm like, hey, this is gonna be weird. She was she was <laughs> That's
0: a great way to start a conversation. <laughs>
4: But, I mean, really, it's, I mean, she's she's working out and she's probably like me, you know, just going yeah. to do her thing, get yeah, out here, some, some dude come over and talk to her. But, <laughs> so she's she's sitting on a bench and I'm like, hey, is is something wrong? And uh, and this is something I missed in the earlier service when somebody brought it to my attention. She, uh, I mean, just started unloading and spewing all this these lies and like no self-worth and self-confidence and all this, like bad stuff lies of the enemy, and um, and I was just like, that is that is not who you are, and, and like I said uh, in the earlier service, it was kind of like an outer body experience, because I was looking down on myself, and the things that were coming out of my mouth, I don't, I've not had it happen before or after, and it was just, it was awesome, I mean, it was just like... <laughs> It was so good. Are you good. sure you didn't
0: preach that morning? <laughs> uh, I, I was preaching to her, and
4: and it was just, and I could see the tears were flowing down her face, and it was really affecting her and having an, an impact. And that's when you know it's it's good and it's from God because it it bears fruit and it's it's good. But uh, man, I'm telling you, it was such a sweet, awesome experience. And and sometimes in these things, you don't know it's not for you, it's for that person. So you don't know the end result. And, uh, but this time kind of, kind of did get a little confirmation because, uh, and I'd mentioned, Hey, you know, feel free to come to Cross fellowship. Sometimes it's a great church, you know, and it was sometime later and she, I remember her and it, she was having relationship issues. was like the main crux of the things. And like I said, the, the lack of self-confidence and self-worth and all that. But, she walked through those doors right out here with that person wow. and it was wow. like, oh man, that is, that is cool, yeah, that is really cool. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was,
0: it was, it was awesome. Yeah, but, stepping out of your comfort zone. I think yeah. we can all agree, like that's challenging. We like comfort, right? But part of the, I think the people get so bored with faith is because we play it so safe. Like you wanna have like some encounters with the Lord, Start asking them like you do on the way. Who do I need to pray for today? Who are you going to put in my path that I can talk to today? And then stepping out in faith, it's scary. I mean, everybody in the Bible is like scared to death to do what God says to do. But it's in that that we actually encounter the one true God that's living among us, right? And so I think there's a separate uh, – you want to share the second one uh, real quick? Yeah, yeah. It was, it's a quick one. Uh, it was
4: um, – I probably shouldn't say that. But, nah, it, we – Since I gave Jamie such props earlier, I'll, you know, I'll say something. It's not bad, but. (laughs) Are you sweating, (laughs) Jamie? This is good. So when he first came here, it was like he wasn't even here yet. He did. It's like a three, three day thing. Yeah. Anyway, we did the uh, identity part and what I got. I mean, I know, I know what I got. And he said, no, that's not right. You know, it's not, that's, that can't be it. That's not, but it was something that I needed. Me and my wife's talked about this a lot. It's something that I needed here to get me to where I was, was going. And I, I know, I know what he, he was saying now, but I was struggling with that. And I, I was driving to work one morning. I was like, God, what do you want me to know about my identity? You know? And I was, it's dark when I drive to work and I was driving through Duffield, Virginia, and there's, there's lights, obviously. And I come out of that and it was just like, boom, all these headlights of cars coming down the mountain. And it was just as clear as a bell, you're, you're a light bearer. Hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, well, that day at work, I was, uh, I was working on the computer and I was in our training center. And one of the, I work at a prison, by the way, one of the inmates was kind of cleaning up and. We just started having a conversation. His dad had passed away or something. And uh, he just looks over and he said, man, there's like this column of light just shining down on you. Wow. And I was like, okay, that's pretty blunt confirmation <laughs> right there. Here's you your know? sign. <laughs> but, and it's like God, uh, and it's God can talk to you in the gym or at a prison or, at your, I mean, anywhere. So Amen. it's just it's kind of another cool moment.
0: But, yeah. That's good, man. We'll give it up for Jonathan sharing that this morning. Yeah, and I love, like, each one of these guys sharing, it's so diverse. And so sometimes we like, well, God's got to speak to me this way. Or God's And here's the thing we got to recognize is, is God wired you, he made you. He knows how you best receive from him. And so let's not be a people that, like, i got to hear like Jonathan. Like, it's got to be like Jonathan. Or it's got to be like Derek. Or it's got to be like, like, no, like, we want to be in this awareness of what God is saying all the time, right? And I also want to encourage you, because I know sometimes... Um, We feel like we hear the Lord saying something, and we may not see that fruit immediately. Like some of you guys, or like even you guys moving to Tennessee, you don't really fully know why, you know, you're just being obedient. And I was thinking about like a time where I heard the Lord, and so um, when we still lived in Houston, a couple in our church was going to get married in uh, Oregon on Mount Hood in Portland, beautiful spot. And they said, hey, would you... Uh, officiate our wedding i said will you pay for me to get there and they said of course we will yeah we'll fly you out there we'll pay for your hotel and i said yes count us in and so they flew us out there they were super generous we stayed there a couple nights on them and one of the days before the wedding my wife and i took a long 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 uh hike up to the top of the mountain we were looking over mount hood it was one of the most beautiful places i would ever been on the earth and we were just asking the lord like we feel like there's something lord what do you, what do you want us to know in this season and in that moment, we felt like he said, you're entering a season of transition. Now, when you hear that, once again, it wasn't a verbal voice. It was an internal um, kind of a megaphone. We both heard that. And when you hear that, you're like, okay, I know what that means. Have you ever, like, God says something, you're like, I know what that means. And I'm like, we know what that means. And, and then we realized we had no idea what that meant, right? We thought it meant something else in Houston And the Lord's like, it's a season of transition. And here's what happens when we step in faith, even when we're not sure exactly what it is, God begins to move us. So like some of us in the room, like you feel like you've heard the Lord and you're just sitting on it. And I just want to be as kind, but as also as bold as listen, you're not going to experience God until you move on it. You're not going to, you can say, I heard the Lord all the time and I'm still doing the same exact thing. And you're like, well, what are you going to do about it? And so a lot of times when we feel like we hear the Lord, you're like, man, this is 50-50. I don't really know. I think it's gonna lead. I think it's aligned with the scriptures. So I'm gonna step of faith. And as we do, sometimes that initial word that we think gets us moving. And then guess what God does? Actually, here's where I'm I want you to go to Kingsport, Tennessee. Where's that Lord? Don't worry, I'll show you. Kingsport, I didn't know Kingsport existed, right? But he's like, I want you to take a step of faith and begin to move. And then guess what? I'll direct your path because I go before you. And I think that's a word for some of you here. Like you feel like you've heard the Lord. You feel like the Lord said something and yet you're just sitting on it. And I'm just telling you today, the encouragement, take a step of faith and here's what we can know. His grace is sufficient for for even if we miss it a little bit, right? And so it's like, can we take a step? Can we move? Can we begin to do this? And let the Lord, man, it means one thing. Yeah, right now, but let's just, it's actually over here, Derek, right? And so I just want to encourage you with that. I'm going to pray for us. Actually, we're going to move back into worship. So I'm going to ask you to stand up and I don't want to pray a blessing over our community, as we wrap up this part of the series is hearing god and next week we're going to jump into identity which i love and i'm going to be teaching that the next couple of weeks um, around identity our identity in christ and our unique kingdom identity uh, but today i just want to pray a blessing over you and so we know in the scriptures a lot of times um, a physical response it postures our heart right and so you see in the bible People, you know, lay down before the Lord. They, you know, they, they kneel before the Lord. That's all unto like a spiritual reality that's in the manifest and in the regular. So I'm just gonna invite you, if, if you're open for this, I just want you to put your hands out in a posture of receiving. I wanna pray a blessing over you. And as a community, I'm just praying that we would receive and walk in it. And so Lord, we thank you. I thank you as we even started the day. We thank you that you speak. And I thank you that you're so gracious that, even when we feel like we sense what you're saying and we step in faith, you're so gracious to, to direct our past, to redirect us. And so right now, I just thank you for this community that we're a community that we can have these kind of conversations that we're all learning together. We're learning your ways. We're growing into your image as the head of this church. And Lord, as we're in just the posture of receiving from you, not from a man, but from a God that loves us, And I wanna pray the prayer that I often pray with you, that we as a community would have big ears, big ears to hear your voice, that we would have the ability to discern your spirits moving, that we would know your will, that we would have eyes to see what you're doing in our homes, with our kids, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our businesses. And then, Lord, no, that we just want to have big ears and, and, and good eyes to see, but then our heart posture would be one where we trust you, where we step in obedience. So we just say no. I just say no in the name of Jesus to, to remaining still and stuck. We say no to the excuses of why we're not trusting your leadership. We say no to all the reasons we try to tell you why we can't do something, why we can't step out. And we say yes that your voice leads us to truth, that your voice is truth, and that truth sets us free. So I bless this community, those watching online, those that are here in the room, that we would be people that just don't listen, but we actually step out in obedience. And when we do, Lord, that we would come alive and we would be filled with joy and we would have a front row seat to your kingdom being established, whether it's in... A mall, or whether it's in a prison, or whether it's in a classroom, or whether it's with our families, or on a Sunday morning. Lord, we want to see your kingdom come and your will be done here, right now, as it is in heaven. We trust you, Lord. We love you. Amen.